Welcome to season two of the Connect FCS Ed podcast. Each episode is geared towards recruiting, supporting, and retaining past, current, and future professional family and consumer sciences educators. I am your host, Barbara Scully, and I want to boldly celebrate families and careers with you. Welcome back to the Connect FCS, Ed. I am so grateful to have you listening. With me, my new co-host for today's episode is Executive Director Melissa Martin of PHI-U, or also known as PHI-Upsilon Omicron. She was initially the most active new initiate in 2004, serving as the first vice president in charge of directing the professional project. She was also honored with the service and leadership award for the chapter. Now, Melissa is the executive director, but she also has a degree in design, merchandising, and textiles with a minor in family and consumer sciences. So welcome, Melissa. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you, Barbara. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So first of all, let's address your accent. (laughs) I'm not from Washington state. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So are you from, uh, you're from Kentucky, is that correct? I am. I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. So we're about 45 minutes North of Nashville. So, um, I, as much as I try, I have a hard time kind of camouflaging this accent. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love the different accents. It's so much fun. So let's just hit the ground running. I want to know, what is Phi Epsilon Omicron or also known as Phi U? Because when I saw that come across my email, I honestly thought of sorority. Yes. So <laughs> you are not alone in that, Barbara. We actually um, get that a lot. You know, people will say, oh, it's a sorority. And I think the Greek name really um, lends people to think that. But we are the National Honor Society in Family and Consumer Sciences. Um, And we're actually founded in 1909 at the University of Minnesota. So we've got a long history there um, and actually originally were um, designated as the Honor Society for Home Economics. So funny story that you said that um, about being a sorority. So when I uh, took on the position in 2014, I had a a friend of mine tell another friend, how do you think, you know, Melissa's husband's okay with her accepting that position? And and my friend was kind of perplexed. And and so anyways, as the conversation went on, um, it turns out she thought I was uh, taking a position as a sorority house mom. So um, as as fun and interesting as that might be, we, we have a lot of fun still here at the at the Honor Society. So just to clear up any misconceptions, that is what we are. Well, I, I love that. That that's that's funny. And we have to give credit to Dr. Kyle Robertson for connecting us. So thank you, Kyle, for, for doing that because having amazing supporters uh just connecting me and networking this way, it, it's benefiting everybody. So if you have somebody that you think will be an amazing resource for anybody within family and consumer sciences, please email. Absolutely. And and Dr. Robertson is currently our national president-elect on our national council board. So, uh, and he and I first met at a AAFCS conference. So you just never know how those, you know, networks will come back around. So I'm really excited that he put us in touch. Yes, exactly. So what is Phi Epsilon? So Phi U, as I stated, is the National Honor Society for Family and Consumer Sciences. 
So what that means is that we have chapters across the country at many different colleges and universities. And in order to be accepted into membership, at least on an undergraduate level, um, students should be in the top 35% um, of their class in general scholarship. And they have to have also completed um, a certain number of hours in family and consumer science curriculum or related areas. Um, and so there's more information on that on the website um, to kind of dive into the eligibility. But undergraduates are not the only people who can be invited to membership. We also accept graduate students, um, transfer students. And then something a lot of people don't think about is an avenue for membership through local honorary membership. So, you know, someone who is making an impact in their community, they're supporting a local chapter, and they're a champion for family and consumer sciences, um, they could be extended a membership invitation invitation to a, a collegiate chapter through local honorary membership. And then we also have national honorary membership, which is bestowed upon someone at our biennial conclave. So lots of different avenues there to kind of become a, a part of our of our efforts and um, to become a FIU member. Okay. So one you mentioned being professional. So being a professional, so like for myself, this, and I'm only going to go off of myself because I know everybody else is completely different. So myself, I have already completed my bachelor's of science degree along with my, my graduate degree. So how could I go about I know there would be an invitation, but I'm curious about wanting to become a member. So yeah, how, how would that process work? Yeah, and I'm so glad that you asked that, Barbara. So a local honorary membership um, may be conferred upon someone who's active in family consumer sciences or an allied field. Our, our requirements just kind of state that they exhibit the qualities of FIU membership and can be expected to make a contribution to the collegiate chapter. So um, being geographically close to a collegiate chapter obviously is helpful, um, but I think that it would be, you know, prudent to us to entertain other avenues um, as we we know that we're all working more and more virtually these days, um, just in in response to the pandemic. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely an option and, and if your position to contribute to a collegiate chapter, and obviously you're already making an impact in the field of FCS, that could, that could be something to look into. Yeah, well, I I am seriously um, open to to the idea. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, what role does Phi Epsilon Omicron Phi U? I know we we go back and forth between Phi U and and I'm always saying the name, but that is helping me in remembering information. So, what role does Phi Epsilon Omicron play in supporting FCS teachers? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, with FCS educators, um, so obviously not all of our members are on the track to be in FCS education, but definitely a large portion of them are, and they they are welcome into FIU membership, and we want to support them in their efforts um, to go on to work in that in that area. So we have um, a really robust educational foundation, and that's something I'm so proud of um, as, as an honor society that, that we're able to support students through scholarships, fellowships, and awards. And so those, um, those opportunities are only available to FIU members. And in the 2021-2022 academic year, which we're currently in, um, the foundation awarded $103,000. So uh, I don't think there's any students out there that don't appreciate a little bit of financial support um, with higher education. So that's just that's just a great benefit in and of itself. 
And then also um, one thing I like to share about FIU membership is that it's really not just an in-name only organization. I know that it's nice to have those accolades on your resume, but we're really alive and well and, and functioning and thriving. And so uh, one thing that, that sets FIU apart is we have professional projects. So essentially professional projects are um, service projects where chapters can utilize their family consumer science skills to benefit the community. Um, so that may look like a couple of different things depending on their project. Um, let's say they set up a food bank or they want to, um, you know, use the interior design students and collaborate um, to assist on making an early childhood development center. Um, so lots of different avenues there depending on um, kind of the the majors of the, the chapter members participating. But then the chapters um, submit those projects for national awards and, and recognition and, and also financial opportunities from the national office to those chapters. So um, just service oriented, lots of networking opportunities, professional development. Um, you can be a chapter officer or you can even join on the national level and national council. We even have collegiate reps that serve on our national board. So that's something exciting. Um, we have the candle, which is our journal. We publish it twice a year. So members can submit um, to be printed and published in, a, in our journal, which is nationally distributed mailer. And then we have our conclave, which I mentioned earlier. So lots of research presentation opportunities there. And also, you know, again, that connectivity, that networking and, and the opportunity to present and attend a national conference. Okay, so I have to back you up just a little bit because I have never been a part of any sort of Greek system. So can you explain to me, what is a conclave? So our conclave is essentially just our national conference. So it's where we come together. We, um, a lot of chapters will send at least one or more delegates from their chapter. Um, we have lots of sessions on leadership development. There might be content specific breakout sessions and um, keynote speakers. We initiate a national honorary there. Um, and we also recognize our national award winners um, and we do, we also collectively do a national professional service project. So um, one of the more recent ones we did is we tied blankets, um, like the little, you know, felt blankets that went um, to an organization to hand those out to people in need. So just something we can do together at the conference. We usually try to kick it off with something like that to give back. And it really sets the tone for the event that we're all there um, using our, our voices and our skills for good. Well, you just brought up a great service project that I'm just thinking about for my own state future uh, fall conferences and doing a service project while at our conference. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, we have a lot of fun with those. And, and there, it's something different every conclave that we have. Um, sometimes we might, you know, have attendees bring something um, to contribute, uh, but also I think it's great when you can have an activity where everyone's kind of, you know, getting their hands in the mix, so to speak. No, and I, I love that. I love that idea. And I think that encapsulates family and consumer sciences altogether because we're always so focused on action and community. So I, I love that. Let's talk about membership and networking. You have this Greek track. So what is that? Yes. Yeah, so we are so excited to be in the midst of transferring um, kind of our operations over to a new membership management system called Greek track. 
with anything, there are some growing pains, but we're getting there. Um, so with the new system, it really puts the tools in the hands of the members to connect, to, to be able to reach out to um, other alums who might have the same degree as you. Um, where are you working? Where are their job opportunities? Can you help me with my resume? To be able to, to foster some of those conversations and also, you know, just to reach out. Uh, I've had so many friendships that have developed through, you know, FIU and, and to, to stay connected with those, my mentors and also, you know, those whom I graduated with is so great. And to have an avenue to give back, right? So you, as an alum, you can renew your membership or renew your alumni fee through that platform and contribute to the future of the organization. You can endow scholarships. You can, you know, post different things and blogs and, and pictures and events to share with your other chapter members to get more people on board and participating um, in like some of those service projects we mentioned. So we're really looking forward to all the ways that the members can continue to connect and grow and um, just really amplify our, our voice in family consumer science using the new system. And so what is, what's, social media does FIU use? Because I think that is the that is the track that our world is going going down when it comes to hashtags and pictures and just it's all about publicity. The more publicity we have, the more vibrant our classes, our courses, our our districts, everybody across all lines is going to flourish. Absolutely. And, you know, just when I think we have tackled them all, a new platform (laughs) surfaces and I realize that we're not quite up to speed as I thought we were, but I can share that we have um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And then we recently, um, within the last year, launched a YouTube channel. So we even have had some members um, and chapters submit their own content to be featured on our YouTube channel. So that's been super fun to just watch them work and to be so inspired. So I encourage your listeners to check out um, it's uh, Phi Epsilon Omicron National Honor Society, our YouTube channel, and we have um, some professional project videos on there where the students talk specifically about um, their community service and, and the impact they've made um, through the organization. And, and that's always wonderful. And then we've got some recognition um, videos on there where you can kind of see uh, the numerous scholarships and fellowships and grants um, and even uh, alumni distinguished service awards that we've given through the years. That's exciting. I love to hear the the different platforms that we're all using uh, because it, it, the more that we know about, the more the better off we're going to be connected. And which that's the name of this podcast, Connect FCS Ed, where we're all connected. And I have to give credit where credit is due. So in a previous episode. I shared your fun example of from Horton Hears a Who. So if <laughs> those of the if those of you who have not listened to, I believe it was either episode 77 or 78, Melissa sent me an email saying, Horton Hears a Who, adapted from the book by Dr. Seuss. At the end of the 2008 movie, Horton is working to convince his world that Whoville is very much real and an important group of people are living on his flower that he's carrying around. In the effort to make themselves known, the Who's yell at the top of their lungs in unison, we are here, we are here, we are here. I know that may be a silly example to share, but 
as some FCS departments are dismantling and funding for these programs are slashed, I think it's critically important that we keep sharing the message. We are here. So I have to say, thank you. It gave me like such a great visual and we're all visual learners in some sort of way, but because of childhood, being a parent who have read the Dr. Seuss books, we've seen the movies. It just, it brought everything into full circle for me going, oh my gosh, yes, that is exactly what us family consumer sciences and home economics we're always saying we are here. Yes. And I really appreciate um, that you were entertained by that analogy because sometimes I think it's just because I have small children, really my only resources to draw from are children's books and movies um, that's readily kind of in my mind. But it really is true. I, I feel like all the time, you know, sometimes we're just talking to ourselves, you know, but really we all need to, to scream in unison. We are here. And so I love what you're doing um, with the podcast, because I think that's doing just that. It's, it's letting everyone know from different voices and different organizations and groups, we are here. Um, and so, you know, you hear those, those notions of bring back home economics and we all get disheartened because we think, well, you know, that's really what we were rooted in. And, and the science has evolved and, and we're you know, now considered the field of family consumer sciences. But um, I know even on the collegiate level, as we see departments um, fragment and disperse, we have a harder time kind of getting a foothold on, on what that is as an entity in and of itself, right? So it's not that interior design um, can't fit with the art students. It's not that the dietetic students can't fit with the medical students. But, you know, we really are here as one, one group, one unified field, um, despite, you know, the many different avenues that we can take. And so I know just for me personally, um, when you think about <clears throat> kind of those essential life skills, even coming through the pandemic, I think I'd shared a little bit with you, Barbara, and thinking about how I had to pivot in my own life um, and looking at my own family and whether that be early childhood development or healthy meal planning or, you know, personal family finances. And I think about all those family and consumer science skills we draw upon, you know, just in our daily lives. And so those who are, are, who are called to be FCS educators, you know, you're not just educating for, for the person who wants to be a teacher, you're educating for, for life. Yes. And that's, that's what I'm always telling my own students in class going as a family consumer science educator. Yes, it is my duty to ensure that you are learning the content of the course that I am teaching you, but also in essence, it is transferring over into your adult life. And let me tell you what, you are going to be an adult a whole lot longer than you are a child. So let's give you the foundation skills that you need so that you can be successful in life. That's right. That's right. Well, and we hope that, that while they're on that path, that they do choose um, to pursue education and family consumer sciences and, and know that there's different avenues there. Um, even if, you know, they, they may not want to be, you know, an FCS educator, but they're going to use those same skills um, in, in one of those areas. And we hope that, you know, FIU would be a place that they would, they would feel at home and uh, would help them along their path in their college career and support them. And I think I shared also for those um, who do not have a chapter at their institution, it's really relatively easy to start one. Um, so don't let that be something that deters you. 
All right. So with that, how does one start a chapter with the college of their choice? Yes. So that's a great question. So we have um, some eligibility information on what institutions could be um, considered for membership, but mainly we have a petition form that just needs to be filled out um, and signed off by kind of different leadership uh, levels at the, at the institution and, and submitted to National Council for vote. But a lot of times, if, if they meet all that criteria, what we found is the biggest hurdle is just um, working with establishing a new student organization on campus. So um, if they have um, a sponsor or someone willing to help them navigate that, then the rest is easy peasy. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just thinking about, so I am an alumni of Central Washington University, CWU, go Wildcats. Woo. All right. And I don't know if they have FIU on campus or within the system somewhere. Right. So how could I, because I'm, as of right now, I'm, I'm an adjunct for Central. Could I champion a FIU, I guess, system, Greek system? Absolutely. And I would love to help you. Okay, let's do that. So to establish a chapter, it's really, you know, like I said, it's not that complicated on our end of things. Um, As far as the organization, um, just once we kind of look at the programs that are offered by the institution and and make sure, obviously, if you're a graduate from that program, there has to be those uh, family consumer sciences Um, avenues there, but um, then working on filling out that membership petition and kind of getting um, the sign-offs on the, on the university level. And, and I think it's $300 to establish a new chapter if you've never been active before. So if we have a chapter that has gone inactive, um, maybe there once was one, then we actually cover that. But and even with the $300 to establish the new chapters, we're going to send all the certificates, all the initiation pins, everything for the ceremony, um, kind of the, the accolades that the, the members will take away. And we're there to hold your hand through the process. And I would really love to talk with you about that. All right. So you and I, we're going to connect on that on a side note, but being a high school teacher, could I do a FIU within the high school? For students who would be considering going on to pursuing FCS as a degree? So we don't currently have an avenue um, for membership at a high school level. The way that we operate right now is that our members have to have a minimum of 36 semester hours. So we are finding that um, our membership numbers have gotten younger in recent years because a lot of high school students can earn those dual credits. Um, but the hours must include six hours of coursework in areas including, um, but not limited to, those recognized by um, AAFCS. So, and, and along with ranking in the highest 35%. So we wouldn't be able to at the high school level. Um, but I think that that's where your kind of FCCLA involvement comes into play um, as a stepping stone, you know, to lead you towards FIU membership. But the biggest thing is just to let the students know that we're here, right? Um, so that when they get that invitation, when, they, when they've made the grades, they've made the cut, they're pursuing their family consumer sciences degree. And when they get that invitation, that they understand that this is a legitimate organization, um, that it's an honor society, and we are actually certified through the Association of College Honor Society. So um, we are the real deal. <laughs> we are considered a 501c3 nonprofit. 
Um, and so uh, just to know that, that that's an opportunity for when uh, they do meet the credentials in order to be invited to membership. Okay, well, the, you're just giving me all sorts of ideas on how I can myself personally start something. And, and I, th- I see that as a legacy project as well. I love that. I love that. And one thing I, I haven't shared um, yet, Barbara, is we do have an alumni e-chapter group on Facebook. And we're working to kind of get that off the ground because there's a lot of FIU members out there that, you know, maybe they don't live where, where they were initiated. They're not near that same geographic location, but they want to be involved and they want to network and uh, connect and they want to find ways to give back. Um, and maybe, you know, now we've gotten so creative with being able to do that virtually. So we do have um, a group on Facebook and it's the, the Fiatson Omicron alumni e-chapter. So that's something that we're still kind of working to get off the ground, but um, it sounds like there's some people who would be interested in helping us do that. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, you're going to have to definitely share all of your website, all of the the social media platforms that you guys uh, have. So that way I have it in the show notes. So those of uh, those of you who are listening, you could just pivot over. There's our keyword pivot for over to my website at connectfcsed.com and go under podcast where you will find Melissa's episode and be able to click on all of those links that will be available for you. Well, Melissa, I would love to highlight three tips that you think for new members or maybe returning members who are listening to this episode of FIU, what are three tips that you would like to give them in moving towards reactivating or initiating? Okay. The pressure's on. Okay. So I think for members, um, new members or those who are considering membership, um, step outside of your comfort zone, right? Like I say, I I like to stay comfortably uncomfortable. (laughs) So if it feels like it's just a little bit of a push from what you would normally do, um, you'd be surprised how it can really help spark your professional and personal growth. Um, so that would be a great a tip for anyone, really. But for someone, uh, for me, I was a first-generation college student. Um, and so I can speak to that. The membership in an organization like this um, or traveling to a conference um, or seeking out a mentor, those were not things that really came as, um, you know, <laughs> second nature to me. So that would be um, one tip for those who are FIU members. So our, our saying goes, once a FIU, always a FIU. So um, just because you're not active on our roster doesn't mean that um, we have, you know, struck through your name in the database. You're still a FIU member, and we would love to welcome you back into the fold and reconnect. And with Greek Track, that's easier than ever. You can go on our website at FIU.org and log in and set up your own profile. You can even add pictures, share about your family, reconnect with other members. Um, so that's, that's an opportunity there. And then my third tip is keep championing FCS. Um, we know that sometimes it's a, it's a long road um, to get maybe the certain folks to listen to you, um, that what we do really is making a difference um, and that we are a standalone field in and of ourselves. So just to keep, keep um, you know, being that voice um, for the students and, and also the professionals um, that Family Consumer Sciences is alive and well. 
Um, and we are doing uh, wonderful and exciting things um, to, to help individuals and families and communities. Well, that is exciting to hear. And yes, Family and Consumer Sciences is alive and well. Melissa, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for taking the time. We are truly better together. Let's continue leading student success with FCS. Barbara Scully from the Connect FCS Ed podcast presents a fresh take on recruitment and support for today's modern home economics educators in the Family and Consumer Sciences FCS classroom. Sharing insightful stories, strategies, and resources in a fun and sustainable and practical way. Each episode focuses on a different aspect of modern home economics. From community engagement, leadership, classroom management, to lessons and more, each episode brings a different perspective, offering expert professional development, interviews from a collaborative worldwide FCS community, with the hope that it will inspire and empower you to make informed decisions. Together, we are better at leading the way to student success with FCS.